1: Hello Grinders and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host Travis Mangone here to break down the NBA slate for you guys. Uh, excited? It's a nine game slate a Wednesday. You guys know how it is on Wednesdays. Uh, Jam packed with games and always a pretty good slate. You never Wednesdays never disappoint in the NBA. Maybe from a fantasy perspective sometimes, but uh, never from, you know, the amount of games. We always have a good amount and really excited to deliver these games for you guys. So let's get started talking about them. First game on the slate we have for you is the Phoenix Suns and the Indiana Pacers. And this game is definitely one game we're going to want to target. 216.5 team total. We got the Suns going up against the Pacers and uh, Pacers are going to be the home team and they are currently at seven point home favorites. On the Sun side of the ball, I mean, this situ- situation is very simple for me pretty much all the time. It's Devin Booker and it's TJ Warren. That's kind of what I do. I just go with those two and kind of call it a day. I don't want to mess around with Tyler Ulis, Drogic Bender, and Tyson Chan of their current situation. Sure, the other day we had Greg Monroe, and that was, you know, because he got the start, that made a lot of sense. One of the issues that we're having with the uh, Suns is we just don't know what they're going to do in, until like up the lineup lock. some days they tell us hey one guy's sitting so then this guy's going to play a lot and that's big news and when we get that we can jump on them but until then I mainly just look at Booker and look at Warren and their prices on fantasy draft right now uh, Warren is a thousand dollars less than Booker I think I try and find that thousand dollars to get up to Booker I like him in this spot but uh, it just depends on the price difference on each site and that's kind of how I would approach those two Uh, I don't think, I think Booker has the harder matchup, but I still think uh warren's a good play for cheap and i still think booker's a good good play uh because the upside is insane with him we we all know how he is and i don't know if he feels snubbed from the all-star game but you know he didn't make the all-star game i know uh i know there was some talks about on twitter from the sun's beat writers hoping that he would get in but he did not get in so yeah definitely think this is a pretty good spot for warren and booker and that's kind of it um just kind of pass on the other guys i know i like normally rostering uh against the against the pacers i'd like taking centers but i just don't know which center is going to play that's the problem. I don't know who's going to get the real run between Chandler, Land, and Monroe. It's just a mess. So uh, I just think it's mainly Booker and uh, Warren until I get some more information on that. Leading up to lineup block. let's move on and start talking about the Pacers. All right. So what do we do with the Pacers side of the ball? The Pacers are definitely going to be a team that we want to target today. They're going up against the Suns, right? This is a you know I always say this is a goal minded DFS, so a team that you want to target for sure the Victor Oladipo is probably my favorite guy here in this spot he's the guy I definitely think I'm gonna end up uh, targeting a lot it's just his price is expensive right that's one of the issues feels weird paying 7k for Oladipo but this could be a huge game for him and I like him a lot in tournaments cash games if you have the money for him sure I like him too think he's gonna be a really good play on this slate We like targeting a lot of guys in DFS, uh, you know, when we play against the Suns. So like Darren Collison, of course, he becomes in play. Uh, Sure, he's a fine guy like Bogdanovich for cheap. Sure, right, he can have that upside type of game in this spot. So I don't mind them for cheap, but not guys that are like, you know, I'm just jamming into my lineups. I think they're fine guys that can get a little bit of exposure to, no big deal. Sabonis, I like him a lot and Thad Young. Those are two guys I definitely think I'm going to end up targeting as long as Miles Turner is for sure going to be out on this game. We don't have official word that he is out. He's currently questionable in a game-time decision. Luckily, we'll have that leading up to lineup lock. So that is great news to hear. Uh, and if he does, like he'll likely come off the bench. So that might not even hurt uh, a guy like Sabonis too much. But hopefully, he just doesn't play. And then we can just load up on Sabonis and Thad Young. They're going to be in great spots and guys that you can definitely get exposure to as well. Let's move on to the next game and talk about the New Orleans Pelicans and the Charlotte Hornets. It's a 223.5 team total with Charlotte as two-point home favorites. Uh, this is definitely a spot where we can target some guys. Uh, on the New Orleans Pelican side, it's tough, right? DeMarcus Cousins, he had that big, massive 100-point game the other day. What do we do with him? I think I'm fading him. I think it's really simple. Uh, with Dwight Howard defense and just uh, you know the Hornets being ranked second against centers this year, I don't think this is a spot to really play uh, Cousins. And there's going to be inflated ownership from the other day. I'm going to pass on DeMarcus Cousins on this slate. If we're not playing DeMarcus Cousins, I think Anthony Davis is a fine tournament play. I think the pivot because of ownership is great too. They did just play a double overtime game, so I am slightly worried about the Pelicans here in this spot. Just kind of having a little bit of tired legs, but yeah, I think Anthony Davis is a fine tournament player. Sure, he's someone that you can play. Uh, I don't know, but I just don't think I'm going to be paying for him. I think he's one of those guys that would maybe mix in my tournaments if I was playing a lot of lineups, but I, I don't play a lot of lineups. I just play, you know, one or two lineups here and there, and then uh, just load it up uh, with the money on it. So that's kind of how I approach uh, And kind of, I don't, just don't think Davis is going to make my make it for me unless I, you know, feel like I have to pay up at power forward today. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like he's going to end up uh, fitting for me at this time rondo drew holiday more all these other guys again i don't think i'm gonna play them today i just think it's a fine spot to fade i don't mind rondo in tournaments against kemba walker defense in this high you know total game I think that if you're building, you know, 20 to 50 lineups or even more than that, right? Anything more than 20, I don't mind putting him on one. And then like, you know, as the higher you get up from 20, you know, keep adding, maybe get like 5% of Rondo. I don't hate it. Uh, He can have those crazy ceiling games, but uh, not expecting it for sure. Uh, He's Rondo can be a little bit of random, has a wide range of outcomes. But yeah, I think that's kind of how I'm going to approach the Pelicans today on this slate. Up next, we got the Charlotte Hornets. And man, this is definitely going to be a spot to like. I mean, how do we not love uh, any anyone playing in the Pelicans? Their defense is horrendous. Their pace is fast. I mean, it it's great for uh, it's great for DFS. I think Dwight Howard is a good cheap option that you can obviously play. Uh, he's fine at his price. Not a guy I'm jamming into my lineups or anything. I think he's like a good play and he makes the player pool. But I'm not going like out of my way just to mash him in my lineups at this current time. Uh, price is good though on fantasy draft for sure. Uh, on drafting specifically, I mean, eighty two hundred that's really good price tag too. Uh, it's just. I think he's more of a play on fantasy draft and DraftKings. Uh, I play a little bit more Fanduel, so that's kind of I don't think he'd fit over there. But on these sites, yeah, that price is just for some reason he's way too cheap. Uh, he just should not be that price tagged. So yeah, Dwight Howard's definitely in uh, definitely in play here on this slate for sure. Can't uh, can't can't sleep on him on this spot. I know Cousins is you know obviously a stud and whatnot, but uh, yeah, Dwight can definitely get it done in this spot. Next we have uh, Kemba Walker. Uh, he's someone to definitely like here in this spot. I know the price is a lot; it feels expensive, fifteen point five k. But he, I mean, he can have a massive game here. I mean, the Rondo defense is one of the best to target in the league. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of point guards like you feel like you want to pay. I mean, there's some point guards to pay up for, but there's not like the Russell Westbrook, right? There's not him on this later or Curry. There's only Chris Paul, Lillard, and like Kyrie. So, I don't know. I, I really think Kemba's, like, in play. I know the price is not my favorite, but last two games has had more than 40 fantasy points per game. I mean, this is definitely a good spot for Kemba. So, I don't want to sleep on him. If I have the money to spend on him, I will. It's just the question is, will I have that money? I, I don't think I will, but I do think he's in play. And it's things because I want to get exposure to Charlotte, and you just kind of heard my answers on uh, Kemba Walker and Dwight Howard, and they they're kind of wishy-washy. They're fine plays, but I just don't know if I have the money at that position for them. So, that's going to be kind of one of my worries and uh, if I can't get exposure to them, I mean, I think there's other guys to get exposure to, right? We can. I don't want to go Nick Batum for cheap, but I think you can. I think I'd rather just go Mike Kid Gilpr- Gilchrist for really cheap. Mike kid Gilchrist not one of my favorite rosters uh I get it and he's definitely you know he's uh you know expected to play but you never know what that injury he has with his foot but uh I do think like getting some exposure to one of these cheap wing players is not a bad idea maybe even a Marvin Williams I don't hate that I mean I'm just trying to find ways to get exposure to the Pelicans terrible defense and if if I can't do it for expensive I don't mind looking for cheap in a tournament I think one of these guys could have a big game it's just kind of tough trying to figure out which one it would be all right let's move on to the next one we got the utah jazz and the detroit pistons 199.5 team total here with the pistons as two point home favorites this pistons game is probably the game i just like uh fade entirely i really really don't want to play anyone in this spot uh it's it's 199.5 team total we have a jazz team that now returns go go bear slow paced game uh, I, I'm just not going to be a fan of this one. I'm not going to play anyone on the Jazz side. Don't think there's a really great matchup for anyone. I think maybe Rubio, but I don't know. Rubio burned me the other day. I don't really want to deal with that. Uh, Gobert could have a great matchup, too. I don't hate him. His price is still kind of cheap, so that's maybe the one guy against a guy like Andre Drummond. Sure, I think that's fine. We know he'll get tons of time on the court, but I'm not going to play many Jazz here in this spot. Uh, Piss inside, i really don't want anyone either I, I get it andre drummond the all-star snub i love the all-star snub narrative i know you guys know i love narratives but this is just not an easy matchup i mean this is tough uh it's just not gonna be easy against a guy like gobert so i think the andre drummond is a fine fade i don't need to play him for the all-star snub narrative if i played anyone it'd be tobias harris because of the usage that he sees without reggie jackson in there i mean he just has a lot of upside and sure that's the guy i would play but other than that don't need to be playing Schmidt at his price or Avery Bradley. I'm just going to pass. No need for me to play any of these guys in this game. I think it's a good fade spot. If I play anyone, if it ends up happening, it would be Gobert on the Utah Jazz side and then maybe Rubio, and then on the Pistons, it would maybe be Tobias Harris, but that's about it. Let's move on to the next game. This is uh, maybe the uh, maybe the game of the night. Uh, I guess game of the night from the uh, – I don't know if it's the game of the night, but it's one of them, right? Uh, because of all the value we already have, Chicago Bulls, Philadelphia 76ers, 220 team total Sixers as five point home favorites this is going to be a fast-paced game that you're going to want to get exposure to with all the value in it first and foremost we have the Bulls right they're going to be without Chris Dunn that's going to help Jerry and Grant he's got a lower price up at 11.4 but I still think he's fine I you know I want to take guards here right the guards against this against Sixers have been very profitable so there's a guy like Zach Levine who's 11.4k again I that price, uh, it's not my favorite price tag, but uh, like on FanDuel, I like him a little more where he's like a 5,100. I think that's a really nice price tag. Last game, he had 24 minutes and he got 26 fantasy points. He's going to remain on that 24 minute limit. So if you can stomach that 24 minute limit, like just know that's what you're getting with him at that price. I don't know if I want to play him. I think I would rather go with a guy like a Justin Holiday or a Jerry and Grant instead. I think going Jerry and Grant makes more sense at the same price on Fantasy Draft. Uh, I think Holiday is a good play too at 11k. Like I just mentioned him before but want to mention him again. I just targeting guards with the Sixers is a great idea, especially in this spot. I think we want to get exposure to them. I like Laurie marketing a ton. He's a really talented guy that not a lot of people know about. The big issues we've had with the Bulls recently is they have kind of like a roulette wheel at the forward. Not a lot of guys get all the mints, but marketing always gets his 30. Always seems pretty safe. I think marketing is is in a pretty good spot here. I actually like him in tournaments. Uh, I'm mad I didn't play him the other day. For some reason, I clicked on Drew Holiday because all day long I heard how cheap he's been and how good he's been performing. And I never play that dude. And, of course, he disappointed me in that double overtime game. And if I would have just played marketing like I wish I could have on DraftKings, I probably would have, uh, you know, won a lot more money. I was, like, finishing, like, I think top 50 in some GPPs. So, like, that would have been extra 14 points. Would have been huge for marketing but whatever uh you know i'm just so mad i took drew holiday because i never liked taking that dude but uh marketing is a guy i love like i said i had him in cash games the other day uh you know he just fit my last spot too and i was like i love the matchup against the pelicans always a good spot for him he even you know he didn't shoot amazing so uh he really didn't shoot that well in that spot i just think this could be a really good spot for him they're gonna need him a lot uh this game's gonna be fast paced i like marketing a ton he's you know, besides the guards, that's the other guy I really want to get exposure to. Other than that, I'm not gonna mess with Robin Lopez and the other bench players. I just don't think it's too necessary. The one bench guy I would play on the on the Bulls is Denzel Valentine. and I don't know why I love this kid in college, but I never play him in DFS for some reason. And I, I I've kind of missed the boat, and I'm kind of mad that I missed the boat because uh, I think he's a good player, and I, I thought he'd be a decent player in the NBA. So uh, I'm mad i missed out, and I don't know if this is the time to get on, but. It's obviously a matchup I like but I don't think this is the right time. I'll have to wait until uh, I'll have to wait until another time in the industry to get on Valentine I feel like but so until then I probably won't be playing him other than that though like I said guards and marketing are kind of the approach I'm taking with the Bulls here. Let's move on and talk about the Philadelphia 76ers. I mean, this is really the game to target. Uh, I'm not too far from Philly. If they need a point guard, I can sign a contract now and head on out there and play for them if they need me to. I'm willing. But uh, all jokes aside, they have no point guard. There's literally no one. Uh, TJ McConnell's out. Fultz is out. Bayless is out. Uh, JJ Redick's out. Just, everyone's hurt so we're gonna want to have exposure to some of these guards TLC will probably get some run uh I'm assuming uh Demetrius Jackson and I think Larry I think Larry Drew's there too so he could get some ball handling it's gonna be something that we find out throughout the day so uh I, I don't really know there could be like some random guy that they say starts that we don't know of like maybe Demetrius Jackson I don't know if he's the guy that could end up uh getting that he just signed a two-way contract though I can see them just playing Embiid as, like, basically uh, having, like, Simmons, obviously, as, like, the, uh, you know, he's obviously the point guard, right? But, uh, you know, Simmons and Embiid in there, and just, like, kind of fill it out with guys like Covington uh, and TLC, let them run tons of minutes, and Justin Anderson. Those are probably, like, the three, and Sarch, those four that I just mentioned, so Anderson, TLC. Uh, Covington and Justin Anderson are probably going to be the biggest, uh, you know, biggest beneficiaries because I think what they're going to do is Simmons will obviously run the offense uh, for you know for sure, and then what will happen is. Uh Embiid beat will be in there too with tons of usage and they'll be basically the primary ball handlers and the other guys will just be wing guys that are in there grabbing rebounds you know getting assists off touch passes and shooting tons of uh shots up and you know drives to the basket and threes that's going to kind of be their role and i think there's just uh, you know good opportunities here especially against a bulls team like getting dario Saric and-, and covington like those are probably you know two of my favorites like just from uh raw points perspective the thing is, though, we have Justin Anderson for cheap, right? If he's going to get a lot of run, I think there's reasons to like him a lot. It just uh, it'd be a really, really good spot at a cheap price tag. And we've seen him have big games in the past, so I think Justin Anderson is not a bad play. Uh, TLC too. There's just a lot of uh, opportunity for him, so. I like him as well. He can be frustrating, one of those stand-in-the-corner guys, but uh, if you want your like safe cash game exposure to this game, I feel like it's like living in the range of Covington and Sarge. Those are probably the two that you'd want the most exposure to uh, for sure. Don't mind him, be he's, he's pretty pricey, and I— I think I see myself spending my money elsewhere at center. Uh, so I don't know. I just don't think I'm going to spend up for him. I think there's cheaper guys I can go to 18.3 K. Sure. If you want to pay for it, I get it. But, uh, I don't know. Maybe on fancy draft. It makes more sense than some other sites, but I don't know. I don't know if I see myself paying up for Embiid on this slate. I, I like Covington and, uh, Sarich. Those are kind of the main, main guys I'm looking at right now. I get it. Uh, you know, Simmons, he's been struggling throughout the year and, uh, sure like you can get explored if you want to play him sure go for it but i i've been fading and i'm going to keep fading he's just been really bad and i'm not going to mess around with him at this time i'm going to just leave him be and uh until his price just gets cheaper and cheaper i'll pass on him but again like i said the main beneficiaries are probably one of those value guys between like a tlc and maybe a guard that emerges and um justin anderson and then like covington and uh sarge are the two guys i love uh probably like getting exposure that i feel really comfortable about that i have some upside as well let's go on to the next game we have the toronto raptors and the atlanta hawks 214.5 team total and man it's i hate rostering the raptors i feel like i'm like uh, a big Raptors hater. I don't mean to be a huge Raptors hater, just pretty uh, pretty frustrating team, the roster, just in my opinion. Serge Ibaka's price is way too cheap, 9.7k. I, I, it's just weird to see his price at that. I know DraftKings, he's 4,900, which is crazy. Uh, I haven't seen that price tag in forever, so have to like uh, Serge Ibaka for the upside that he can have. Uh, don't think he's a bad play against a Hawks team that struggles defensively. Kyle Lowry and Demar Rosen are really just guys I don't, roster a ton uh it's a good spot for him though I get it uh if you want to play them I wouldn't talk you out of it uh I'd maybe talk you out of uh DeMario Rosen because I just don't like rostering him a lot but I think Kyle Lowry is a fine point guard player there's 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 some at the top that you can like uh and he makes a list that you can maybe like but I, I don't know I don't think I'm gonna play him I just think I'm gonna fade the Raptors today maybe get a Baca exposure but that's it maybe that hurts me Uh, i know it's against the hawks is a great spot uh 214.5 team total raptors of 110.25 total like so maybe it's something i'm gonna have to like take me throughout the day to kind of uh get on some raptors but for now i'm not on them and i just don't i don't know i hate playing them it's it's a bias that i have that i I need to fight through at at times and it kind of takes me throughout the day to kind of do that so if i get exposure to anyone it's probably a for cheap and then kyle lowry and then that's about it but uh Let's move on to the next team. We got the Atlanta Hawks. Do we want to play anyone on them against the Raptors? I don't think so. Maybe on fantasy draft, but like other sites, I don't think so because they're starting to get priced up. Bazemore at ten two is really cheap on fantasy draft, and Schroder at twelve point five. I know it's not an easy matchup, but that's a really great price tag on Schroder. So I get wanting to play those two, but that's the only guys I would play, and mainly on the fantasy draft format i'm not a huge fan of their price tags throughout the industry uh you know basemore is now at uh he's at 5700 that's not that bad on uh FanDuel. um let me see what he is uh let me see what Schroder is Schroder is 7400 which isn't a It's not a bad price tag. Again, I just, I don't, I mean, this is not the greatest matchup against a Raptors team. So I don't know. It's a nine game slate and I don't think I need to be playing many Hawks. But if I do play any, it's really always just Schroder and Bazemore and that's it. And I kind of move on. So... If someone said, "Hey, I'm playing Schroeder or Bazemore on this slate," I'd be like, eh, "I don't hate it." Uh, other guys, I want to play Prince with that dislocated finger. I'll pass on that. You don't need to be playing Plumley; he's terrible. Ilyasova, pass, and all those bench guys—you don't need to mess around with. No need to do that at all. Let's move on to the next game. We got the San Antonio Spurs and the Memphis Grizzlies. 195.5 team total—the lowest we've seen in a while. Uh, definitely not a game that we're gonna love to target. And it's weird because this game has a really low total, but. This could be a game that I want to get some exposure to. The uh, Reason why is because the uh, the injury situations they had there. No Kawhi Leonard, Rudy Gay still out. Uh, Chandler Parsons is out. James Ennis is out. Monty Gnomely he uh, he's not he, he's not he didn't play on Tuesday, but we don't know if he'll play today. So that's something to look for for sure. Don't know about uh for sure, like, you know, Pau Gasol sat yesterday. So like does Lamarcus Aldridge maybe sit on the second half back to back? I don't know. Jim michael Green injury, Jerome Martin. I mean, there's just injuries everywhere here. So there's definitely things to look at. And especially with the we'll start with the Memphis front court, right? Again, this is not a great matchup for Memphis. Slow pace game. And on top of that, we're gonna, you know, we're dealing with the team like the Spurs who are really good up front, but Michael Green is out. Joel Martin is dealing with a knee. Then we have like Ivan Rabb. He's a guy that I guess could play for Memphis. And then it's Marcus All and then uh, Deonta Davis and Brandon Wright. I mean, there's not a lot of bodies here on the front court. So that Martin News is going to be big and, and important. So we have to wait on that for sure. So be on the lookout for the Martin News. Uh, again, I don't want to get tons of exposure to these Grizzlies, but I do think that uh, there's reason to want to get exposure to maybe some of the front court, depending on Martin's status. When you look at the guards on Memphis, I get wanting to play Tyreek Evans, like, but at this price, he's kind of priced up. And he, sure, he gets you pretty safe, like in the thirties or so. But I, I don't think we need to be playing him. I'm not going to play any of these guards. Uh, I, I get maybe going like a Dylan Brooks because there's just so many minutes for him. i will get his safe, like you know. Last, I'll just read you the game logs. I just I like doing this because it helps put it in perspective. 29 minutes, 30 minutes, 27, 31, 26, 35. Like the last, uh, you know, six games has. 26 minutes or more i mean that's great and then the production is 15.8 fantasy points 21 32.6 27.5 24 i mean just good production out of him so i don't mind him as maybe a value option uh not my favorite play but i do think it's a pretty solid uh you know solid uh solid play on the slate solid value Uh, it's not the greatest because there's better ones in the philly spot but it's, it's fine wouldn't hate it for sure Let's talk about the Spurs, though. What do we do with them, with, with, with Duante? Or is it Duante? Uh, I don't know how to say his name, but Murray. Uh, Murray is a guy that I love on the Spurs. He used to play for Washington, a guy that I've been kind of cheering for. I uh, liked him in college, GFS, and definitely like him now in uh, the NBA. He had a big game for me last night, 52.5 fantasy points, had 30, uh, 30 against the Pacers. These are in his first two starts, basically since tony parker said hey i'm not the start anymore the the, the keys are to you now murray you are gonna uh drive this ship so murray uh is not a bad play a guy i think i want to still get exposure to price has gone up though right uh price is not the minimum like it was now it's 9.2k i still think he's in play though at that price i still think he's a guy you want to get exposure to uh maybe not my like maybe not like an all-ins kind of guy that we've had in the past right a guy that we've just been jamming in our laps but i still think he's a very good play something you want to get exposure to for sure so don't sleep on, on Murray in this spot. I do worry, though, with it being like second half of back-to-back and stuff like that. Uh, you know, Spurs, they can be a little uh, sketchy at times. This game is an 8 o'clock start, and uh, lineup's clock at 7. So uh, kind of uh, stay close to the computer and hopefully get some news in time on the Spurs. All right. Uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, sure, you can play him. Uh, I don't think this is the right spot for him. I get it. It's a good—it's it's like the usage he sees is great and everything. Kyle Anderson, too, he's been really good, but— Again, I've talked about all these guys who I think are pretty good plays because of injuries, but this is such a low total. I don't want to get too much exposure to it, so don't go overboard with getting exposure to guys in these games because there's some, you know, we've already talked about a really great game, and there's a couple other good games coming up here. So, all right, let's go to the next one. Let's go to one I like. It's the Houston Rockets and the Dallas Mavericks. Typically don't like rostering Dallas players, but, hey, this is a good spot for them. Going to like them. Anyone against Houston I normally have exposure to for sure. Let's talk about the Rockets, though, first. James Harden, I really don't think I'm going to play him here in this spot. Totally get it. Totally understand it, James Harden. But he's starting—he's now priced up, and uh, he's priced up like he's playing 40 minutes a night. He was only playing 34, and sure, he could jump to 40 today, but I don't know. I think it's a strictly a tournament-only play. And if you think it's just, like, way too much low ownership on Harden, like, if you're getting Harden at 5%, that's just crazy. And he's a guy that can go off on any night, and if we get where his limit—minute like limits, uh, minute limit restriction is gone— That's really big for Harden, so kind of have to wait on that news. That's how I feel, but I do like the idea of people aren't looking at Harden right now because he hasn't been doing much, and we can jump on him in tournaments soon here. Uh, Cash games, and no thanks, but in tournaments, again, like, if it's not today, right, maybe the next time, maybe two starts from now, if Harden's been disappointing, uh, no one's going to want to roster him, and you could eventually get him at, like, 5%. In a matchup, that's that's maybe not even great. Like, if he had the matchup against the Suns, sure, people would be all over Harden, but if Harden gets a matchup, that's just like a mediocre one, kind of like the Dallas one. It's not the greatest spot, but uh, if you're getting him at like 5%, I'll sign up for that in tournaments because he can have that massive blow-up game and it just puts you ahead of the field for sure. So don't, don't forget about that. I really don't want to play Chris Paul in this spot. I think it's a fine spot for him, but he's just like, too, he's priced up like James Harden's gone. And because of that, I have to wait for that salary to go down a little bit. Sure, he can have big gains, but I don't think I want to play him here in this spot. Trevor Reese gets a pile of minutes. I don't hate him. I don't think he's a bad player. I like Ryan Anderson a little bit. I could see him getting a decent run and shooting well from the three-point line. Dallas isn't that great at defending the three, so I could see Ryan Anderson having a good game. And then Clint Capella. We love to target the Dallas Mavericks with centers. That, that's definitely something to do. Clint Capella's price tag of 12.1K is too cheap. I love Clint Capella in this spot. He's a guy that I put in my player pool. I'd want to get exposure to for sure. Don't forget about Clint Capella. Love him in this spot. He's Probably my favorite rocket here and one of my favorite center plays, especially on like DraftKings too. DraftKings he's way too cheap. Uh is a little priced up, but DraftKings, he is his like usual I think 66 way too cheap price tag. Let's look. Um yep, 6600 just way too cheap for Clint Capella. Uh, it's just he's such a safe safe cash gameplay along with having uh has upside as well too just built in there. So he just feels like a great play over there on DraftKings. Alright, let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is probably the guy I like. Ah, the price tag is up though. That's the only issue. 13.1k on fantasy draft. It's, it's a little pricey for him, but I still think he's a good play. Still think there's uh, you know opportunity there for him to you know crush value. So I don't mind him here in this spot. Uh JJ Berea, I don't mind playing him too. Uh, he's a fine play. Again, like most of these Mavericks, I think I'm gonna want to get like a little bit exposure to. I think Harrison Barnes might be my favorite, though. One thing to really like about Harrison Barnes is uh just the safety he brings and the upside like he's one of those guys like I talk about these guys that have like a really nice safe floor along with some upside like they can have that upside game like most guys can but they just feel like they have that safe floor where they won't burn you and they could obviously win it for you right they could crush and then you know be like a key part of your team so I like him here in the spot a little bit Dirk Nowitzki is one of the guys I I don't know Uh, it's just like old guy do I want to play him here in this spot he's cheap I totally get it uh you know it's a cheap price tag for him, so I don't hate the play, but uh, I don't know. I don't think it's necessary. The one thing that's nice is I could see him going up against Ryan Anderson a ton. I could see them bringing in like Salah Mejri to match up with uh, Capella a lot. So I could see them getting Dirk uh, a decent amount of run here. Uh, I could see him get maybe like 20 past the 24 minute mark and uh this could be a great spot for him just to hit a ton of threes so i would not sleep on dirk here i think this is not a bad spot for him if you need a cheap guy but again the upside just definitely feels a little bit limited it maybe feels like more of a cash game play uh, wesley matthews uh nah i don't know he's not the sexiest play but i get it it just it's at dallas is playing a pretty fast-paced game so i could see him fitting it but for me it's really harrison barnes and dennis smith jr are my main targets and I like JJ Barea a little bit too because Berea, you know, coming off the bench could definitely uh, definitely be in a pretty good spot to produce. So uh, I could see a big upside game from him here. I know he's coming off an injury. That's the one concern, though. So tread lightly about that. It's mainly Dennis Smith Jr. and Harrison Barnes are probably my favorite targets here on the Dallas side of the ball. Let's move on to the next game, though. We have the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Portland Trailblazers, 213 team total with the with the uh, Trailblazers as two-point favorites. And this is a late game, and ugh, it's really frustrating That's a late game because we really need Jimmy Butler news. That Jimmy Butler news is very important on this slate because if Jimmy Butler is out, we're going to like playing the Manji Bielitsa, right? He's the guy you're going to love. If Jamal Crawford's out, that's definitely going to help George's hunt. Uh, I believe that's the name, Marcus George's hunt. Uh, he'll be helped either way, even if Butler's out. But if Crawford's out, that's going to help him a ton. You look at his minutes the other day, he only played 21 and didn't have a good game. That's because he fouled out. He fouled out in the third quarter. He just got kind of handsy. I don't mind going back to the well on him for like a cheap option if you need to. I don't hate it if both those guys are out, but I don't know if we'll have that news. And if both those guys are out, there's reasons like Jeff Teague. I think he's going to be a guy like Taj Gibson. There's reasons like him because of all the minutes he'll see and just opportunity and Carl Anthony Towns. I know it's not the easiest matchup against Nurkic, but he could have a big game. So uh, everything is relying on the Jimmy Butler news. I wish I could give you great analysis on this game but we need that jimmy butler news if we don't get the jimmy butler news i i'm probably just going to pass on this game because i really just don't want to mess around with it without knowing uh i don't want to have to deal with that situation so if there's no news i'm going to pass on the jimmy butler thing and kind of call it a day uh i do think it's uh i do think it's not the best spot though for them like portland's not a team i'm loving the target so if jimmy butler played i wouldn't be all in on these plays on minnesota so yeah i don't know i think it's if we get Jimmy Butler news, then we get on some of these Timberwolves. If not, I don't mind not getting a ton of exposure to these guys just because we have a lot of unknown scenarios here with no news on Butler. So hopefully we get that in time. I know it's a 10 o'clock start and uh, a frustrating situation to deal with. I do like some guys on the other side, though. I love Damian Lillard in this spot. I think he's a really good play on this slate. Uh, he, he, he can be frustrating at times. You look at his game log and you're like, man, he hasn't had a big game in a while, it feels like. Uh, he's had a couple here and there, but he doesn't have that like big Damian Lillard game. Is this the spot against the Timberwolves team that's been playing a little bit better defensively? I think it could be. I think it's a a good spot for him for sure. I know, I I wish he would have got snubbed from the All-Star game because then he would have a massive game, right? That's what he normally does, but he made the All-Star team this year. So congrats to Damian Lillard for finally making the All-Star team. Uh, I I don't think he's a bad play. CJ McCollum, sure, right? For the same reasons like Lillard, you can like McCollum. Normally, if you like I mean, like guards against the uh no really I mean, like guards against the uh Timberwolves the only thing is McCollum probably deal with Wiggins defense if he's dealing with Wiggins defense that could be a problem so maybe that funnels more into Lillard actually the more and more I talk and think about it it's probably just Lillard as a guy well I don't really want McCollum here against uh dealing with Andrew Wiggins and possibly some uh Jimmy Butler like depends if he plays right If Jimmy Butler defense is in there that could be difficult for him so yeah I don't know I think it's uh I think it's a spot just to play Damian Lillard and then call it a day uh well maybe not not necessarily Nurkic I don't mind in tournaments I always don't mind him in tournaments because look look what he does I I told you about this the other day narrative street uh comes through he had 47.9 fantasy points in 26 minutes against Denver had a massive game so I mean he can always have those big games and we're not scared of Carl Anthony Towns defense so just a wide range of outcomes and a guy that if you think he's in a good spot and you're playing a lot of lineups I think you should always be like okay the price is good Uh, he's in a good matchup and just understand he could have a bad game. Let me just get a little bit over the field. So say you think the field is going to be 2.5% on him, get 5%. If you think the field's going to be 5%, get 10%. If they're going to get 10%, then go maybe like to 15%. Like you don't want to be super overexposed to Nurkic, but I think you want to be overweight at least. So that's the approach I would take with Nurkic. And uh, I'm not going to mess around with any of these other Portland guys. I think we're good here. So uh, let's go to the next game. Last game of the slate, we got the Boston Celtics and the uh, Los Angeles Clippers and this is an interesting game because we don't like we don't really like playing Celtics at least I don't it's just an unknown situation a lot but we have some good spots for them uh, for sure first of all I want to mention now Al Horford for 6700 on FanDuel is way too cheap for him Uh, I like him a lot in this spot he's going to be needed a lot offensively or he's going to be needed a lot uh, because he's going to be guarding I believe Blake Griffin Uh, I'm assuming Aaron Baines will probably be in there maybe start against Willie Reed I think that's kind of the approach they're going to take and with them having blake griffin willie reed mantras harrell and even the possible return of deandre jordan this could be a really good spot for al horford just to be in there for a ton of minutes so i like him a lot in this spot the big seller is just his price tag i mean it's just way too cheap so uh all around the industry i like al horford i think he's a really good play Kyrie irving he's you know the the straw that stirs the drink on that team he's the everything he's the guy that makes things work but uh, i said it yesterday i'll say it again uh It just seems like he has to have, like, a massive, like, point production type of game, like, just from a wall points perspective. Sure, he was fine yesterday, but that took 33, you know, real-life points to do that. I feel like I need Kyrie to shoot lights out in order to kind of have the big game. I do think this is a spot where he can shoot lights out. I kind of like him here a little bit more than usual, so... uh Kyrie, I think, could have a really big game here. I like him a little bit in this spot. I'm probably not going to—I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are fine to mix and match throughout your lineups, but I don't want to get overexposed to them, and I'm not going to mess around with Marcus Smart or any of those other guys. It's really Kyrie and Horford and then maybe mixing and matching like Tatum and uh, Brown— just because you want to get tons of exposure to this game for a good reason, right? It's just going to be, it's a great game environment, 217.5 team total, and the Celtics are one-point road underdogs. And after losing to the Lakers last night, and like kind of a heartbreaker, you know, Marcus Smart kind of took them not the brightest shot uh, that he could have. Uh, and Kyrie Irving was a little disappointed about it, so I wouldn't be shocked if Kyrie kind of uh took put the ball in his hands a little more and set themselves up for victory because, yeah, it was definitely a heartbreaking loss for the Celtics. I don't know about heartbreaking, but it was definitely disappointing because it was, Start of a road trip. Uh, they talked about they were stressing. I saw a lot of interviews like they were stressing about how they have to have a big road trip. And the start for the loss of the Lakers is not a good start, so they need to win this game. I feel like they don't want to start out zero and two on a road trip like that on the West Coast. So this is this probably going to be a game that they're they're going to be firing away and uh, pretty locked in on. All right, let's move on to the Clippers side of the ball and still have some injuries to deal with. Like I said, we have uh, DeAndre Jordan is uh, likely doubtful for this game. Gallinari. Uh, he practiced on Monday. He's getting closer. I'm assuming he doesn't play, uh, so we'll have to wait on that though. Maybe we'll get news. uh We got Juwan Evans. He was ruled out the other day. Assuming he doesn't play, but don't know. Austin Rivers. He is still out. So uh yeah, still kind of similar situation, right? Guys, main targets on this team are probably going to be Blake Griffin. It's going to see a ton of usage. Just be a really good spot for him. I like him in this spot. He had a big game against Minnesota the other day. I sadly did not have him that day, but uh you know he he's been really just crushing it and. Had a triple double. I don't know if he has a triple double in his cards again, but I think he's uh, I think he's a solid guy. I, I know he's kind of priced up, but I think he's solid for around like that average of 40 fantasy points on this game, and it has that ceiling to obviously uh, crush, like you saw the other day. Lou Williams is probably the guy like the most though. He just got All Star snubbed, and if you saw on Twitter, all he kept tweeting was like "lol" and like "I can't believe I got snubbed." So he knows, like he is aware that he should have been an All Star. He's aware that he didn't get voted in. He's not happy about it. So uh i could see one of those massive lou williams games so i don't know if i'm gonna play in my cash games i want to like i want to cheer for the guy that got all-star snubbed uh i love that i love that narrative it's great but again he's kind of expensive so i don't know if i want to pay uh that price tag for him 15.5k is a lot for a guy that comes off the bench and is you know shooting reliance so I don't know again it's like i really really want to play him i would love to but i just don't know if i to be able to put in my cash games loving tournaments though i think you got to get exposure to him because i could see a massive game from him in this spot uh, other than that like you can mix and match montrez harrell and tia because you want to get exposure to this game but it's mainly lou williams and uh blake griffin and the guys there's not like a uh, there's not a ton of value in this game that i'm seeing that i love so that's about it. That'll wrap up the slate for me, guys. Uh, again, thanks a lot for listening. I think it's a pretty pretty fun one. And again, just enjoy, uh, enjoy the NBA while we can until it gets crazy. Because like, once we get past February, it's going to get nuts. And there's going to be random guys that you've never heard of that we're going to be rostering. Or maybe you have heard of. They're just really not great basketball players playing 40 minutes a night. So thanks a lot for joining me, guys. Again, uh enjoy doing the podcast. Uh, if you have any questions uh, about the slate, Feel free to give me uh, feel free to give me a follow on Twitter at Travis Mangone. It's T R A V I S M A N G O N E. And before I get out of here, just got news: Jimmy Butler and Jamal Crawford are unlikely to play. So with them being unlikely to play, we're gonna have a lot of interest in Timberwolves now. Uh, Nemanja Bjelica, he'll be a premier value that we will want to get exposure to for sure. Price is still pretty cheap around the industry, so don't sleep on Bjelica. He's probably the guy you want to lock in your lineups now. He's a key to help make things work at the small forward position. And then, you know, like I talked about teeing and Gibson and Towns, uh, they're all going to have really secure minutes and a lot of shot opportunities. So don't sleep on the Timberwolves tonight. And uh, on that note, I'll get out of here. You'll have Dan Bach tomorrow, I believe. I'm done for the week. Well, not done for the week. I'll be back Friday like I always am. So thanks a lot for listening, guys. For me, Travis Mangone, I am out.
0: Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for Dad this Father's Day.